All right. Hello, everyone. Um, so welcome to the most interesting people on my timeline. My name is Tanya, and this is a multimedia series slash archive of people who I've have crossed my path and caught my attention, IRL and in the digital space. If you're new here, welcome. This is going to be the finale of season two. Oh my God. The finale of season two, the only interview that was in person. Guys, this is what I'm finding out right now. So, <laughs> and I'm here with Leo, Leo Velour. Hi. Hello. I'll let you introduce yourself in a second, but I wanted people to let people know you can find more information at tanyadoes.com slash leovalor. There'll be links and images kind of highlighting all your work in one space so people can hit you up wherever you want to be found. You know, Leo Valor, you're a, a, a designer, you're a performer, an all-around baddie, honestly. Oh my God, thank you. All-around baddie. Yes. You know, welcome to this episode. Welcome to the season finale. Leo, Leo, how are you feeling? I'm feeling <laughs> so good. I'm feeling so great. I'm honored to be here. It's always great talking to some girl who like is a girl boss. You know, she's live, laugh, and loving. Getting her podcast <laughs> started. <laughs> literally, literally, um, like we're here and Leo's like sees my setup and it's like Rasquache as second iPhone with the mic that you brought listen you know what we provide it's a collective it's you know collective vision yeah <laughs> could you introduce yourself a little bit i know i said you know designer yeah. performer but let's elaborate no for sure hi i'm leo below everyone i'm just your average early 20s kid just trying to save <laughs> Try to live in the world. Uh, I go by they them pronouns. Uh, full name Leo Valor. You can find me at Leo Valor or at leovalor.com. L-E-O-V-E-L-O-U-R. Um, I am an artist from, you know, young age. I just kind of like to say that as an all-around kind of encompassing word. I did fine art for like 12, 13 years. I did graphic design. I've done visual communication. I've done drag, which is where that performance part comes from. I've done other components, and I think it's just such a fun thing to be a creative person and have a vision that you share through different experiences and different modes of doing that. I'm also a party girl. I'm a party girl era. Yes. <laughs> Hot girl, girl shit. Party girl, party girl. Um, oh my God, can we test? Can huh? we, can we, is it explicit? Yeah. Oh my yeah, God, exactly. wig. Okay, yeah, hot girl shit. I don't have any sponsors that All right. <laughs> hot girl stuff, you know, party girl stuff. I love concerts, which is where we met. We met at a concert. Um, and I just love, you know, being around creative people, doing creative things, going out, living life, and having fun while doing so. Looking cute. Uh, I'm a fashion designer as well, so I do a lot of fashion just... For me, for art projects, for drag queens around, and it's just really fun to work with fashion, work with two-dimensional spaces like, you know, posters, magazines, that type of situation, and just be able to experience the world of art in many different varieties. Yeah, and like you said, we met we met at an Omar Apollo concert. Omar Apollo, papi, hi, hello. I know you're watching. And we know you're watching, so like, hit us up, slide through. I'm wearing your hat. <laughs> oh, you're right. Did you get that at this last Yeah, concert? in honor of me meeting Tanya at Omar Polo concert, I wore one of the hats I bought. <laughs> no, because that was, y'all were like first in line for that meet and greet. And then yeah. my friend Maria, who was visiting, was like in second in line. Yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of snuck in there. But your outfit, that's what caught my attention, honestly. Oh my amazing, amazing outfits. But we'll get, we'll get to the talking about right. the outfits. Right. I want you to talk more about like, design specifically because you talk, talked about you you like being creative all around 
but what got you into being like, okay, but my bread and butter, it's going to be design. design okay, bread. yeah, for sure. Um, So I love fine art. I did it for so long. I really focused on like watercolor and um, kind of more of the painting aspect of it. I did giant like murals, did a bunch of different things, but I really, when I thought about like going to college and stuff like that, I said, oof, okay, hi, Gorgie, we need to make this profitable <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Um, And obviously you can totally like do that, going with the right school, going everything like that. Um, but mama did not have the funds to like go to a big art school or whatever. So, um, I decided, okay, well, like, let me transfer that to other things that I can do. I love like, you know, the packaging of things. I love magazines. Like I love all of those different type of things where I think of like ads or like, you know, things that visually connect with the public that's more broader. Um, so I thought like, okay, well, let's look at graphic design. Um, and when I went to, I started going, you know, looking to schools and stuff like that, I decided to go to community college first because I was like, okay, let's try it out, you know, whatever. Um, and through my college, we had a special visual communications program, which basically um, had a bunch of different things that are like visual components, so like graphic design, photography, all that different stuff. And I took that and I said, okay, wait, I know fashion, I know photography, I know how to design, I know how to illustrate, do all that stuff why not go into this career of visual communications to encapsulate everything together and facilitate an environment for myself where I can be creative and use all my outlets to encompass something that's, you know, one, like a vision that brings everything together. I thought, great, you know. Wow. And like, you're like, I know fashion. Yeah. I know fashion. Like, I can do this. And I think that, that like, going into that, it, it doesn't matter what school you're going to end mm-hmm. up going to if you know, like, what your skills are. And you just need to learn, like, what are they, like, the hard skills mm-hmm. or, like, whatever, like, yeah, practicing sure. stuff, like... Because I think, like, sometimes when... Like, I think college is great. College is beautiful. I know you went to Harvard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to tell everyone to go to college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, that's great. I love mm-hmm. that for you. I obviously went to, like, community college. Some people don't go to college. But I think, like, it's important to think about how, like, whatever you want to do, having a different path might be best for you, you know? Some people, like girl don't even go to school like if you just want to like, go do your thing and you know school's not for you go do your thing you know some people know like i need to go to trade school you know because i want to be an electrician or whatever and, like some people realize like you know different things are for different people um i thought like for me being a creative i think if like you said if you have the skills if you have the drive the ambition i think you can totally like straight out of high school go find a job if you really wanted to if you have the skills the portfolio mm-hmm. the built-up artwork you know that you have take that and go like I've seen a lot of people like go with their portfolio and like you know maybe not do so well because they don't have like some skills that school could teach you Mm -hmm. but some people they have the eye they have the uh, knowledge you know maybe they don't know like the specific terms of the industry but like they have such a great vision such great work ethic such great abilities that they're able to just prosper immediately yeah and like yeah kind of like you said everyone's gonna have their own path right Mm -hmm. like when I went into college I didn't know I wanted to do film and stuff Mm -hmm. and so that's why I was like okay I'll just Harvard's fine mm-hmm. but then if I'm thinking about it, if I had known I wanted to be in that space before I might have gone somewhere else because Harvard's not like a film school like you're not mm-hmm. gonna learn a lot of the skills that you're gonna need in the industry sometimes mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you you need to go where it's gonna be beneficial for you yeah for sure I think like obviously it's hard as you know you're 18 17 19 whatever graduating mm-hmm. high school like it can be so hard to like visualize yourself like oh where am I gonna go where am I gonna do this like 
I know for me, like, I, since middle school, like, had my dream school I was going to, and I was like, bro, I'm sad, like, it's good for me, like, I ended up, like, what, by the time I was, like, you know, gonna get accepted, I, and I did get accepted, obviously, Mm -hmm. um, I got, like, it was a private school, so I got, like, uh, $270,000 in scholarships from them, Mm -hmm. like, grants, um, and I was like, that's great, but, like, also, you know, school is super expensive, every semester was $40,000, like, stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, we'll pivot the plan, and I feel like some people, like, you know, you're not able to plan that much ahead if you don't know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I wanted to do art from the beginning, um, but some people, like, can flip-flop or whatever, so I'm just going to, like, a four-year school where you can do, like, a lot of different things at once. It's good, but sometimes, like you said, maybe you wanted to go to film school if you knew. Yeah. That would have been so much helpful for you. And, like, obviously Harvard's a great name, but sometimes if there's a great film school, like, that name might, you know, do better yeah. on the application or something. Yeah, no, exactly. But I like how you said, like, you pivot. If mm-hmm. you you're, like... That's how you know you kind of want it. If you hit mm-hmm. a roadblock, you're like, no, I'm still going to do it. Maybe mm-hmm. this other way, but I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Then, like, you're finding ways to do it. And so, like, then my one of my other questions was, like, how did you learn about design and packaging and brands? But maybe more, like, a better question is, like, how did you find, like, your design vision? Like, how 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 did you find that? How you approached to design? Yeah, I get that. Um, so, I love packaging. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those weird people who, ooh. <laughs> Okay, listen, this is my graphic design brain kind of pop in, but, like, I love to keep packaging sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's, like, a pretty box or, like, a pretty bag, I know maybe that's, like, since we're both YouTube kids, yeah. you know when, like, the girlies have the cute shopping bags and, like, they framed the bag? Oh. So maybe that's where, like, my vision right. comes from, where I'm, like, ooh, or, like, when I see, like, an Apple product and, like, it's the nice box, you know, and everything, mm-hmm. you're, like, I'm, like, ooh, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um... So I think that's where it stems from, where I'm just like, oh, like, I, when something looks nice, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like, I wonder, how, like, how that was made, or, like, oh, I like how, like, you know, these boxes, when put together side by side on the shelf, when you'd be shopping, like, they continue a design or something. So I think, like, that's where I kind of started getting the interest from. Mm-hmm. I really love, like, vinyl and stuff like that, which I know we're going to talk about, yeah. whatever. Um, yes. And I love, like, you know, when the vinyl can, can package really well or something like that, or, like, just visual components of everything. I think of, like, you know, a pop girl. I love a pop girl. Mm-hmm. And so when I think, like, they have good visuals, you know, from the music video to the CD to the everything, I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. And so I think me coming from, like, a lover of fashion and just, like, magazine work and, you know, pop music, I think having all those come together into one vision is what usually um, gets me inspired. So, like, I love... Um, you know, bright colors. I was always known in school as, like, using, like, really bright colors. Mm-hmm. And some people might go, like, you know, blacks and, like, a muted green. And it'd be, like, okay, no, pink all the way. Everything's <laughs> pink. Everything's covered in pink. Um, and I just love that. I think it's so interesting to, like, how everyone has different influences. You know, I have friends who are, like, influenced by a lot of films and are influenced from, like, you know, manuals and stuff like that because you want to do different things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, and like you said, like, music and music packaging for vinyl and mm-hmm. like i'm also just thinking like k-pop albums like the, the you're gonna keep the packaging like the packaging oh. is important yeah. you're not gonna throw it away the k-pop girlies scare me i'm like they're so good like what's what would you not like about it like people who yeah. don't like k-pop i'm like listen i'm not the it's so scared. fun it's so fun like, though <laughs> like i don't know everything you know what i mean like i know like some like in I was One Direction girly. Let's be real here. Let it be known. I'm so sorry. So I know for some people, learning those five names was hard. Uh, what is it? NCT 127 has I like 22 ju- members. I just stepped into like the NCT universe. Girl. I I still don't even know the core 10 from I, 127. Literally, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, just so like I get that. But also like, 
the music's good, guys. The music is good. Like, mm. get a good K-pop song on. Ooh, I'll be like bopping. I don't know mm. what they're saying, but girl, I'm living. <laughs> and like the K-pop packaging is so good, so great. Like the little boxes for just a CD single, crazy. Mm-hmm. I think more like Western pop girlies should emulate that. I would love like. I actually saw him the other day on TikTok, like Bad Bunny photo cards that somebody had made. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he needs to start making the, these himself. Like, I'm sorry, get the money and go because it's a little, cards. it's a little piece of paper. Please. The girlies will be buying that like off like secondhand yeah. on Mercari or on Depop or whatever, yeah. and it'll be like thirty dollars for a piece of paper. I'm like, that's crazy. Go off. Mm-hmm. Collectors are collectors are crazy. I I just if I buy an album, it's like whatever I get. I'm not gonna go out and, and, and buy more. I did once, but no more. I was like, this is enough. But yeah, people just do that all the time. But it's because the packaging is so good and just the concept of being able to like trade and make it like a social thing. It gives me like Pokemon card energy. Yeah, yeah I am exactly. also a Pokemon card person, like a Pokemon <laughs> in general. So I get that aspect of like wanting to trade it. I have some photo cards. I'm not gonna lie and no, act like yes. I don't have them. <laughs> but paying so much, I'm like, oof, y'all are wild. But I get it. Yeah, but like outside of K-pop, you also go to like different concerts as well and like you always you always get there early (laughs) you always get there early yes i love being early because listen if it's not barricade i mean it's fine you know what i mean but if you're at the front and you're able to like screen the lyrics like to the artist looking down on you oh absolutely oh yeah and you have that little connection like eye to eye you're just like you know hi like hello as they're performing and it's like it's you and me yeah oh it's you and me like yeah no i've done a lot of tours and especially like if you do on the same tour multiple shows mm-hmm. and they recognize you and they're like, oh, you know, or whatever. It's super cool. Like recently I was able to go on the Club Paradise tour from Slater and I went from <laughs> I went from L.A. to Portland to Seattle. I did a whole little mini road trip. I've always wanted to do like a groupie moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, this is my chance. Let's go. Tickets are cheap. Like, <laughs> let's go VIP meet and greet. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. Like she like. In Seattle, like, the last stop I went to, I dressed up as Dorothy, which is what she did for her album cover. And it was so cool. Like, she stopped me on the street, actually, and she was like, oh, my God, Leo, Leo, Leo. And she was like, we, like, talked on this little corner of, like, some random street for, like, 40 minutes. And, like, people were asking me to take pictures because, obviously, I'm, like, dressed up in the middle of the day. Um, And she's just, like, sitting there waiting for me, like, waiting for me. And it's so cool, you know, to, like, have someone you idolize being like, oh, shit, like, hey, like. And, like, she followed me on Instagram and on Twitter and, like, did, like, wrote, like, a set list printed out for me. And she, like, wrote on with this giant note. And it's so cool. She even, like, laminated it. I was like, girl, why are you getting a laminate machine? (laughs) But, like, go off. And it's super cool. And, like, she'll slide up in my DMs sometimes and be like, how are you? Or, like, oh, I love this outfit that you're making or blah, blah, blah. And and it's just so sick. Like, when you connect with an artist, it's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I've never done that before. Go to multiple dates. But that, like... I mean, if I were an artist and I saw someone do that, I'd be like, yeah, I'm giving you a laminated thing. You're yeah. getting everything. Yeah, I know. It's so cool. I have my, my three VIP passes hanging yeah. in my room. Like, I have, like, vinyl I took and she, like, signed it and, like, wrote some really like, lyrics on it. And it's mm-hmm. so cool to, like, have that. Because, like, you know, obviously, like, some people are like, don't sign it personally. Because, like, then you can't resell it. But I'm like, I don't want to resell it. It's right. mine. Like, she's all, like, writing on it. She's like, to Leo. And then, like, Personal, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's so cool um do you do you always get your vinyl signed like like can we talk about your vinyl collection a little yeah. bit oh my God. yeah when did you start that like all of that okay. all the questions so as we know youtube kids mm-hmm. you know like we're like that type obviously a lot of those people are also tumblr kids oh, of course of course 
<laughs> think about electric cart the 1975 oil spills doc martens yes. like that was my era like um and so i started it like kind of back then um like early high school early to mid high school i started um, I actually recently counted. I have 210, wow. which sounds like a lot, but compared to other people, it's not that much. Mm-hmm. And I've already sold and given away so many, so I know the number would have been higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I usually get them signed. So like if I have like a vinyl artist, or sometimes if I know I'm going to see an artist and I don't have their vinyl, I'm like, mm, research, Google, come on, like mm-hmm. where can I get a vinyl? And if they have any, I'll order it and like I'll get it signed. So like at Omar's first show... Um, I got, I was, we were out there really early and he actually was coming back from brunch to like do rehearsals and it was just me, my friend and some girl we met like walking around and he was so cool. He was like, oh my God, wait, like, you know, we're all star, starstruck because he's like tall, handsome. He's so tall. He's so tall. And like, first, uh, and, like, it's just so cool. And he was just like, oh my God, you have it. And I was like, oh my God, okay. Yeah, yeah can you sign it please like we're all starstruck we like couldn't say anything and he was like what's your name and he's like like tulio like wrote drew like hearts and smiley faces and stuff on it and it's super cool like so i just have like a giant section of like my collection it's just like all science stuff from Mm -hmm. different artists so that's pretty cool yeah and do you also i know a lot of people like collect this it's the same record but in like different colors different packaging exclusive all of that is that something you're into as well listen maybe i do <laughs> um, um there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> nothing wrong with it um i sometimes do it's only if it's a record i really really love mm-hmm. like sometimes like i'll buy a record this is i'm bad i'm bad i get it i thought i'll buy a record just because i love one song like i love it so much i'm like okay i need to hear it and experience it on my mm-hmm. turntable um, but if I really love an album, I'll be like, okay, girl, we're very collecting, which is, mm-hmm. that's what it's called, you know? Um, so sometimes we'll get even alternate artwork, um, you know, so the front looks different. Um, so it's really cool to do that. And I, some people go hard. Like, I know Miss Taylor Swift. I'm about to say. Girly. <laughs> Miss Taylor, Taylor Swift. I'm not a Taylor girl. Like, I, you know, we love her. Good mm-hmm. for her. She's doing great things. Um, but sometimes she'll release, like, ten variants, and people will go off, like, I have a vinyl account on Instagram, and so, like, I follow people, obviously, and, like, they'll be, like, posting all eight vinyl, and I'm like, ooh. It's because it's she made, she's going to make it, it's like a clock. You cook, yeah. you have to buy oh, four of Midnight's, them. right? Yeah. yeah, Midnight is doing four, but, like, clock. Folklore had, like, eight or something. Oh, my God. And, like, I was seeing people's stories, and, like, the totals on that shipping and that cart and everything, I was like, ooh, y'all are crazy. Yeah. But it's each their own, you know what I mean? No, if that's your pop girl, again, I get it. Like, Yeah. And, it, and, the, and all of that is just different packaging. Literally, the power of design. The, po- the power of design power will of design. get you spending so much money. It's crazy. Like, if it's a collector's edition, you'll it's like a cooler little box, you know, or whatever. Maybe it includes a poster or a booklet. It'll, like, double the price. People will buy it. It's crazy. Design is so powerful Um, in which, like, you know, just changing the picture, the front, you know, the mm-hmm. cover art can change it so much like whether i love artists that like you know get their vinyl pressed to match you know the cover art you know so like it can it can sometimes continue the theme of the album in the era Mm -hmm. on just like a color alone you know and sometimes just like like changing it for a special edition to highlight a different color on the artwork or something it's cool and it's interesting and i totally get why people want to collect all of them money wise sometimes i'm not always there but like i i would too you know what i mean like i do it sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. no yeah that's like i don't i don't co- i don't collect vinyl i don't mm-hmm. collect a lot of things but the fact that again it's 
the different it could be a different design mm-hmm. it could be a different color vinyl and that's just enough of value to be yeah. like collected yeah that's, for sure it's crazy no but i love that um and then another thing that i like really found interesting about you was your fashion sense because you were dressed to the nines for the Amara Polo concert um and then you were talking about what's later like people were stopping like taking pictures with y'all mm-hmm. like how one how do you find the confidence to <laughs> don your apparel and then two like how do you like go about for styling yourself Oh, for sure. That's a fun question. Um, I love to turn out a look. Listen, there's something about queer culture where we just love doing it, you know, drag and going clubbing and having fun. Um, but there's not many chances sometimes. Like, I think, like, if you live in, like, a big metropolitan city like L.A. or New York, you know, you're going to always have chances. There's parties everywhere. There's events to go to, whatever. Um, but we live in the old Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. Um, and though Portland is cute sometimes, like, sometimes it's, like, not giving what's meant to be gave mm-hmm. so um when i go to concerts i'm like okay everyone's crazy everyone's gonna have fun i want to dress down you know and it's cool because sometimes like people remind remember you like the first night that I, we met obviously mm-hmm. in portland for omar's show when i went to go see him four days later at his other show in eugene he remembered me and like mm-hmm. all the band members were like oh you're the person that had like the leather on and everything yeah. like that because <laughs> i wore um for the people who don't know i wore black jeans black pants a white like button down with bows all over it and then like a leather harness mm-hmm. leather belt leather collar everything and uh, for example like i also went to see rena sawayama this year which mm-hmm. amazing show oh my god if you can ever see her life please do um and she had just done coachella the weekend prior mm-hmm. so i decided to recreate her coachella look and i did not have a meet and greet ticket, whatever. But I, you know, I took, I went there, whatever, just to have fun. I got there really early because I said, if I'm not getting VIP, mm-hmm. I want to get as close as I can to the front. Um, and then someone actually had an extra VIP meet and greet ticket because their friend didn't show up, and they were like, "Hey, we've seen you here since literally we drove by this morning. Do you want my extra ticket? Like, you don't have to pay me. It's fine. You can just have it." Literally, me crying. Damn. Yeah. And so I was last in line to meet her at the Portland show, and iconically she looks at me and she's like that's my Coachella and I'm just like oh my god yes like so glad you noticed whatever it was like an all denim fit with like little shorts and like they had ostrich feathers at the trim and I actually got posted on her Instagram on her main feed and so like main feed yeah and then the the caption she's like shout out to the pixel who dressed up as me like I love you so much Ellie and everyone in the comments is like, it's Leo Valor, it's Leo Valor. Like, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, at other shows, I'll get recognized. Like, when I went down to L.A. for a Slater show, someone was like, wait, are you that person who was, like, on Rena's feed? Like, you look so familiar. And I was like, oh, my God, yes, how do you recognize me? So sometimes I'll be recognized at other shows. And, like, uh, you know, a lot of the artists I listen to, like, the fan base is kind of crossover a lot. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like, oh, my God, wait, are you Leo? Are you Leo? And I'm just like, yes, I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's kind of embarrassing, but it's kind of cool to, like, at the same time, you know, when you dress up so well um, or, like, try to have fun and stand out, like, people recognize you every once in a while. So I like to always, like, if I can, go based off the cover album. You know what I mean? That's usually where I first start. I'm like, okay, I see this. This is what they're wearing. Let me kind of tailor it towards that. Or if not, like, just, like, the general era, the fashion, Mm -hmm. you know, because pop girls really love to, like, have a certain aesthetic for every album. So if I can follow that a little bit, I'll try it. If not, girl balls to the wall let's go crazy mm-hmm. you know like let's wear some like custom creepy hot leather stuff let's wear some other stuff like there's a lot of 
iconic fashion people that I love to follow and stuff. I can snatch up some accessory too. I'm like, let's let's go. Right. And how do you like, um, or like, where do you shop? Where do you find your pieces? Or like, do you make some of your stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I fashion design as well. Um, I started in high school. Like that's when I really started, like got my first sewing machine and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, which like so thankful because that opened up so many other possibilities of creativity for me. Um, whether it's making outfits and stuff for photo shoots for people to wear or you know, drag queen friends that I have and those friends that I don't know, you know. Um, so I do make a lot of my own stuff. Um, and I love supporting, like, other artists. They can get expensive because, obviously, mm-hmm. fashion design, and especially if you're an independent person, it can be a little bit expensive. Um, I know we're talking about shout-outs later today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'll say, I'll say some of them now. Um, there's an artist, uh, her name is Vesper, I think, and she has a brand called Manmade Skins, and she does a lot of, like, vegan leather work. Um, and it's, everything she makes is so show-stopping. Like, she released a capsule collection for Valentine's Day this year, and I got a little leather skirt and, like, a harness, like, heart cross crop top situation and, like, some gloves. Um, I love shopping with Creepy Yeeha, who's also another iconic leather worker. She does a lot of um, stuff with, like, bondage-inspired situations, a lot of, like, leather work belts and pearls. Um... And it's cool because, like, some of these artists, some of these people have been worn by, like, Melanie Martinez or Doja Cat or Ariana Grande. So, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm wearing some of the same stuff. Um, And so it's super cool to, like, wear that. But also, like, I think it's, there's so much power in styling because everyone, I think, can buy clothes. You know, everyone can buy things. But having the eye to style it properly, whether it's, like, using the right colors with the right textures, like, so sometimes, like, I'll buy something, you know, cheap from, like, H&M, but then, like, style it up with something from another store and, you know, build upon that look. I think it's so important. It's so cool, like, when someone can go to a show, especially if you go to a show and you see everyone kind of dressed, like, in similar aesthetics, you're like, oh, yeah. everyone gets it. Like, everyone sees the, right. sees the vision, you know? And when did you first learn how to, how to sew and, like, alter your own stuff? Um, so, like, I always used to, like, sometimes I would, like, hand sew when I was really little. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in high school, I got to, like, um, getting a sewing machine I took like a clothing workshop class where we learned how to sew and do different things and um I just like had this like really weird natural um like talent I guess to like working with it so people like were doing like little back like drawstring backpacks or something and I immediately was like making fur coats so I was doing like mm-hmm. gowns and stuff like that and I think it's so cool to like be able to learn you know whether it's just like how to fix your own zipper or like fix a button or make your own suit you know I think like mm-hmm. I don't have that label of, like, high tailoring or whatever, but, like, I'm able to create some things that I'm just, like, oh, wow, like, that's kind of sick. Like, I recently entered, like, my county fair and, like, won first prize, and, like, um, for this dress I submitted, and it, it's really cool to, like, see your work, like, be on display and people look at it and, like, find you for it. Wow, congrats on that. I Thank did not you. know that. No, and I think, like, you said something important about, like, everyone should learn even just to, like, mend their stuff. Like, I know, like, my grandma and my mom taught me to sew and, like, crochet mm-hmm. when I was really young, and I just, like, went from there. I don't know how to make, like, elaborate clothes or anything, mm-hmm. but I can, like, mend something if I need to. Yeah. Have I? No, like, our couch cushion is still broken. I have <laughs> not, they're, like, tore, and I have not mended it, but... I could. But you could. <laughs> I could. Knowing that you can, instead of having to go buy something completely different, I'm like, mm-hmm. sick. You yeah, know? and it lasts a little bit. It's like, wow, I didn't mm-hmm. have to go and do all that, and yeah. then have to get rid of this. Um, Save money, y'all. Like, Save money, so learn how to sew. <laughs> so, like, next, actually, can you talk a little bit about that dress, that one? Oh, my God, yeah, for sure. It was, like, a really small, like, quilted um, short dress. Um, I work a lot with tulle. Um, 
that's kind of like my big fabric um and also like this quilted like fabric I use like I don't even know what you would call it but it's basically like like thick like a little blanket kind of material um so I use that um and it's like a short like it's segmented and it's just like white um I wanted to kind of when I design I loved knowing that the design itself of like the garment is going to stand out properly um so like obviously patterns colors texture that's also cool to like play with but when I design I like to start basically off of like just white Mm -hmm. just plain like if it was just one color would it still look good would it still be interesting like whether using different textures of fabric or you know embellishing with like glass rhinestones or like pearls or whatever like all that is like super important to me um because I want to convey something you know what I mean like I want to feel like a feeling and like this dress was like really short and it was like looked like a cloud because it was white and it was really puffy um and it was kind of inspired by just like um my friendship with my best friend um her name's Liz and we do a lot of things together and I was just like oh my god I want to do like a little dress that like is inspiring of like just like the youthful playfulness of like you know because when you think of a little kid like a tutu you're like oh my god they're having fun they're twirling they're vibing you know dance class and so this dress was very puffy like a giant tutu and it was just kind of like every time you walked or you you twirled like it would bounce it would like flow and I think it was really fun to do when do you like like you have an eye for making something like elevated when do you know like when to stop you're like okay I want to be extra but this is too too Mm -hmm. extra how do you go about that uh sometimes a girl put it on look in the mirror (laughs) you know that's all yeah you gotta like just be honest and be like okay that was a choice (laughs) um but I think pre-planning is a lot of it you know like just looking at it beforehand being like okay what do I want what do I want to do um like I did some uh drag performance recently in down California and I was making this dress and I had a lot of ostrich feathers on the top and all the bottom trim and I started adding rhinestones to it and I was like um I'll add a little bit to the bottom, but it feels like too much if I mm-hmm. did the whole gown. Um, so sometimes just looking at it and being like, hmm, will I regret that if I continue? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can, I like to take a picture of um, myself or someone wearing the garment and then just going in on my iPad and just drawing on like what I want to envision, you know, to add on to it. And then that way you can be like, oh, wait, that looks completely different than what I would imagine. So, so I think, I'm like, okay, that, let's stop there, you know, mm-hmm. or actually, it a little bit here but not all the way and that's kind of how I stop myself sometimes because mm-hmm. like like I said I'm an art kid I'm a like, person who loves drag who loves culture of so many different kinds so, like I have all these like different like places I take inspiration from so I want to sometimes just add it all into one piece and I'm just like okay no maybe if you keep these for a different piece and like all these ideas mesh really well together so like wait for that later you know right and okay now speaking of drag and into the drag world you just did your performance in california um can you talk about how you got into that and like adding this dimension of on top of fashion mm-hmm. the makeup the hair yeah, all of that sure. um so i've done i've never done a club gig which is where you perform at a club obviously mm-hmm. um i've done other things where like i do it for like art, artwork like, or, like photo shoots or like um in like a more theater sense um but I went down because my friend, I have a friend named Bijou Bentley. Bijou Bentley, hi. Um, down in Stockton, California. And she does a lot of, you know, shows and stuff like that. She has her own show that happens every month. It's called Dress Code, mm-hmm. where everyone on the cast of the Queens and everyone in the audience is, like, encouraged to, like, follow a certain dress theme. So last month, September, was Bijou's birthday month. Um, and 
the theme of the dress code night was pink. And so I was like, oh, it's your birthday. It's pink. I'm going down. And then she was like, oh my God, wait, like come crash at my place. Like you can stay with us. And like, do you want to perform? And I was like, oh my God. Yes. I'm so down. Like, are you kidding me? So like I had all these pink stuff um, that I, you know, collected, put my bags and drove down to, uh, to California. Um, and it's super cool to just like think about like, you know, the aesthetics you want to follow. Um, Cause a lot of like drag kind of follows some similar aesthetics. Um, but you know, then you have like the more like art queens or the more like high fashion queens or, you know, campy queens. Sometimes the makeup can change depending on the look. Um, I like to do like, Mm, semi-glamorous mm-hmm. art kid drag um where like I want to feel like super like oh like I'm a woman like you can't touch me I'm no pictures please no pictures please that type of energy um but sometimes I really love doing like a really weird like squiggly eye or whatever you know to like add dimension um I love a blue eyeshadow oh my god you cannot take a blue eyeshadow away from me I love her and a bold red lip like if I'm like ever like I don't know what to do I'm just I know the blue shadow, red lip, I'm good to go. You know, obviously, like, mm-hmm. for the foundation everything, that's different. <laughs> um, and then with hair, like, it changes sometimes. Sometimes I'm just, like, I want to feel the fantasy. So I just want, like, a straight, you know, wig that just, like, hits the floor. I'm just, like, mm-hmm. yes. And sometimes I want, like, a really cool um, updo or a little bob or whatever. It changes. I feel like when you look at, you know, the garment, I, that's where I start. I always start garment first. I'm always, like, um, I really love, you know, this piece of inspiration, this piece of inspiration, and if I did it in this color, like, how would that look? So then I'll, like, produce it, whatever, and I'll wear it, and I'm like, okay, now who is this person? You know, like, what do they smell like? What is their hair usually like? Are they kind of messy? Like, would they listen to like more upbeat like punk music or would it be like a soft ballad you know um and when I think of that I like I'm like okay this is the personality I'm taking on you know this yeah. is the character that I'm invoking like so you like set the whole scene yeah so I'm like scene. she'd have black hair with like mm-hmm. blonde streak or like mm. she would have green hair you mm-hmm. know and it's just kind of like think of it all in encompassing vision mm-hmm. I guess yeah yeah and you have like this really interesting vision like that so in Oregon Portland is really the only place where sometimes it's popping like with queer culture like drag shows and things like that but in like where you're from in Oregon like how did you how are you able to like live life and like creatively and express yourself like that so I live in a very small town of the middle Oregon and it's they'll say culture she doesn't exist you know what I mean um it's very much I was very much an online kid from like the Mm get-go um I remember being like way too young to be like on tumblr and on twitter and like whatever you know and it's like girly please do not take my account twitter thank you so much it was probably made before I was 13 um and stuff like that so I was able to find a lot of community online and a lot of like different things um and when it came to real life like obviously finding friends that were you know like-minded since I'm an mm-hmm. art kid there was a lot of you know queer kids in that like those classes and stuff like that so being able to find community through that way is really important and really cool to right. me um and then when it comes to in person I am 22 I'm actually turning 23 tomorrow oh my god Ooh. yeah yeah not the birthday episode hi guys um and I turned 21 in lockdown of the great pandemic Lovato you know <laughs> the panoramic picture and so I wasn't able to go to a club, you know, before that to, like, 
go see a drag show in real life or anything like that because although it's you know common in california or like other big places where like you, there's all age drag shows where kids can go whatever um we don't, i don't have that you know especially like in a big small city like mcminnville so then i you know i didn't have that option of like driving to portland and then go seeing something whatever um but now that i'm older i think it's so cool and important to like go out and go you know live with other queer people and like find that sense of community mm-hmm. just because it's um it's cool and you feel like a sense of like belonging not that i've ever felt like ostracized or like taken out from like another you know especially like my small town but it's definitely cool to see people who like do dress in an ambiguous way you know exploring their gender their sexuality their um references their culture whether that be you know black culture latinx culture asian culture straight gay you know gender queer um and it's really cool to go out and do that mm-hmm. yeah i feel like the internet was such like a big thing for me to like build an identity yeah, outside for sure. of like my town or else i'd still be like in the georgia suburbs like mm-hmm. soccer mom vibes yeah you know? no and like that's great obviously you mm-hmm. know what i mean if like that's you that's you girl like do yeah. your thing live off love um but i think like when you are exposed to different things you're able to like be like oh that's not me but like that's cool that exists or like oh wait this thing i've been thinking people are also thinking about like that's kind of cool like um i'm a non-binary like queer person and so like you know and then being latinx specifically hispanic um you know there's a lot of like machismo culture there's a lot of like um fear of like queer feminine energy from a male or you know stuff like that so growing up finding people going on the internet thinking like oh like other people don't feel you know totally masculine or totally feminine mm-hmm. and they're like kind of ambiguously living in this like great area like that's so cool like i i can do that that's great and then also being like yes i like men but also i kind of still do like women though you know like there's some women i'm like oh you're really attractive um so then i like i personally identify as like queer or like sometimes pansexual mm-hmm. um because i'm like I, who am I to, like, restrain myself into only limiting myself to one category? Because if, like, I'm always like, oh, I don't know, I could fall in love with anyone. I'm also, mm. I romanticize life so much. <laughs> no, as, as we all should. I live, as a, should. I live my life as a Wattpad story <laughs> from 2012, written by a middle school girl who does not know anything about gay sex, but still writes about it. And I can fall in love so easy and fall out of love so easily. I don't know. I just, like, you look at me and I'm just like, oh, my God. Tanya, stop. No. Like, <laughs> now you're inviting me to your house to do a podcast, but, like, we're going to fall in love and, like, go to a bakery after this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And, like, yeah, just you, there's so many things that you, you, like, don't know about until you're able to read about it or, like, hear someone else talk about it. And even just get the language to talk about how yeah. you're, like, feeling about it. Exactly. That's Sometimes all you don't internet. Have that, like, the language, the characteristics, like, express what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, sometimes I feel like the internet gave me feelings that I should never had. Like, I was listening to Electra, Electra Heart. Why was I singing about all of this that I've never been through? I like, you live vicariously through that. I need to understand the reason I messed up. I feel, I fear, is because (laughs) since 2011, when I was 11 years old to now, Miss Lana Del Rey has consumed half of my life. Got my red dress on tonight. Why was I thinking about Coke, sugar daddies, running around, riding on a motorcycle with no home? Hello? No, because the music video for Ride is the reason I am. I can't, who I am. 
literally, I've watched it so many times, I can tell you the entire, like, poet script, like, the outro, the intro, like, everything. That'd be crazy, but I'm free, so oh she said, God. she said it, and... I once wanted to be a beautiful poet, but soon saw those dreams dashed and divided like a million stars on the night sky that I wished on over and over and over again. I don't think I've ever memorized <laughs> but I, I, I recognize it. Yeah. I recognize yeah. it when I hear it. Anyways, internet culture influential because she could have just dropped that if like we were in like the early b- mm-hmm. pre-internet. She could have done that and it would have been a subculture. Mm-hmm. But because of the internet... She raised a everywhere. bunch of y'all. She raised a bunch of Raises y'all. Mother. And you do not... We don't give her the credit. She is kind of messy now, but it's fine. No, when you go... <laughs> being a Lana stan now, being a Lana stan then, the being a Lana day. stan then, you're one of the most interesting people on my timeline, but <laughs> who are the interesting people that are on yours? Oh my God. Yeah, there's so many. When you... I got these questions um, ahead of time, mm-hmm. as viewers might know. Mm-hmm. You're not. That's some tea. Um, and I really felt like, wow, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like trying to narrow that down um i think first and foremost we've talked about her a lot but bijou bentley it's at bijou.bentley um on instagram i think like seeing someone do drag and what they love and like post all the time the stories the posts on the main feed is so inspiring um and for someone like for me to know that i've like become friends with them is so cool you know to like know like oh my god i have a bestie out doing their thing like in a whole other state you know it's super cool and i think like Bijou um, also went to school for illustration. Mm-hmm. So, like, they do commission work and they do their own paintings and stuff like that. So, like, seeing that be posted as well is super multifaceted. cool. Yeah, multifaceted queen, <laughs> icon, legend. Um, another artist I love is a designer um, of fashion, Creepy Yeeha. I mentioned her earlier. Um, her at is just Creepy Yeeha. Um, and she works a lot with leather work. And though, obviously, I love the fashion. I buy the fashion. I obviously adore it um i also love that she has such a specific aesthetic with her photography and her marketing of fashion um she also she also like wears a lot of like other brands um that are smaller as well and so to see like you know other brands that she's pushing forward and to get to know other artists via her is so cool um and she just has such a cool aesthetic so that like has transferred from her old tumblr days um, and to see a, a photography style that's more, like, moody and, like, not as bright. And, like, she's not, like, by pools and, like, stuff that you see a lot of brands do nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of studio work. She, like, works a lot with, like, textures in the bag and, like, the textures of her clothing. Um, and it inspires me a lot to, like, whether I want to do, like, a study of, like, sketching some a female figure. Or, like, I just want to be like, oh, what fashion can I get inspiration mm-hmm. from? Um, another one is that someone that I mentioned, again... Uh, man-made skin it's just man-made skins um on instagram and she does a lot of like leather work um but not just like belts and stuff like yeha does but she does a lot of like skirts and like corsets and stuff like that and i think it's super cool that way that she like um creates with such a rough material but mm-hmm. makes something look so soft and so feminine and like she has a bunch of variety of bodies that you know she posts and stuff like that and i think it's super cool to like see someone take a vision and really run with it like a lot of her clothing uses like ruffles and stuff and like when it's made out of leather it, like you would think it wouldn't work but it works so well yeah, and it looks, leather ruffles. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna and it looks so cool so i think right now like those are like my top three kind of that I've, like i'm always keeping an eye on you know there's obviously like the people that you have like an instagram crush on that you're like oh my god <laughs> 
like Wanho, that's my K-pop guy. I'm sorry, he just released a new track today, so we're just living. And um, but where can people find you, or like, where do you have your work? Where do you want to be found online? Yeah, well, if anyone's interested in you know vinyl and stuff, I have a vinyl Instagram account called Leo Has Vinyl. Um, at that's the at. Um, but if you want to do more personal stuff, uh, I love. You know, if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Leo Valour, L-E-O-V-E-L-O-U-R, or check out my website, leovalour.com. Um, I'm currently planning a little rebrand for the upcoming year, a big update where I just, I'm going to change a lot of like the aesthetic choices I did. Um, but a lot of my graphic design work is on there. A lot of my fashion stuff is on there and a little bit, you know, you get more to know about me, my biography. Um, and so, yeah, I'd love to connect with people. I love when people, like, send me an email or a DM. Like, always feel free. I check everything all the time. And it's, I'd love to connect. No, and your designs are amazing. I, I see, like, I saw, like, the samples you have on your website for, like, fake brands. And I'm like, that that's a labor of love right there. You'll, yeah. you, you'll think of a whole, like, imaginary album or brand and you'll yeah. build a whole vision around it um, which i think is really cool so all of that will be linked in the description by the way and you can find it at tanyadoes.com forward slash leo valor as well but go to like your website yeah. obviously <laughs> above that above all of that um and so that comes to the end of like the questions that i had i don't know if you have a final message to the listeners um or anything that i didn't ask that you wanted to like get in there yeah for sure um i think just keep creating doing what you want doing what you love and connecting with the people that you want to connect with uh as a person who you know comes from all these little minority subgroups and subcultures like i love pushing a message so like if you go on my website you'll see like you know i do i did like some things where like i used makeup brands and i was like okay creating a giant foundation range and like making that packaging like a bunch of different skin tones because we see packaging that's like simple or whatever and I love to like be diverse and you know showing that like mm -hmm. everyone would be encompassed in that brand or like I use a lot of like campy fun elements of like different colors and playful dress up and stuff to show like you know the queer culture the culture of youth and stuff like that to, like exemplify that so I feel like you know make art make what you want connect with people you want to and send your messages of you know positivity and light because I think that in today's culture that's really needed you know mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that message. The like a very long winded kind of like Nike, just do it kind yeah, of thing. Nike, just, just do it. it. Stream <laughs> Nike by Shy Girl on Apple Music and Spotify. No, I love that. And also, so follow Leo on everything. Uh, check out all of their stuff. They're amazing. Um, and also follow me on Instagram and, yeah. and TikTok at Tanya Does. Um, and subscribe to this channel if you're watching on youtube if it was great having you here you as the that. first person i'm interviewing for this in person not the last not but the, the first last, and also be this is a great finale i think ending to this little season of people who i interviewed i actually expanded my range of people i interviewed this mm -hmm. time to like right. include like people who are in political activism as well and things yeah. like that so um and but you're like in fashion and performance and i think that that's cool as well to have a range yeah. <laughs> a range so thank you so much yeah, thank, thank you, you. all right see y'all in the next season um subscribe so you know when that comes out but i love you all bye, bye. <laughs>